come with me if you want to live. Hello and welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Fury Road. We are your hosts, Mark and Brooke. And this week we are talking about 2021's Nobody. Yes, sir. What made you pick this movie? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. It was between this one and another one that I want to do. Um, you hadn't seen this movie so kind of lean towards this one and uh, mm-hmm. glad I picked it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like you said, this is the first time watch for me. I don't know why I slept on it for so long. Yeah. Well, two years, I guess. But yeah. yeah, I'm glad we did it. I'll keep my thoughts on it quiet for now, but <laughs> it's a fun one. All right. Um, yeah, I guess before we talk about this one, we will kick off our box office and news and booze. What are you drinking this week? Uh, I'm drinking... Stopped at my local brewery. Uh, so I am drinking um, French Saison Ooh. Farmhouse Ale. Okay. Haven't had this one yet, so pretty good. Pretty good. Taibon. Nice. Right. Mm. Nice. I stopped at the LCBO today and I grabbed an eight pack of random shit. I got Double Trouble Brewing Company's Pecan Pie order Ooh, i i think that's a good one i, I definitely had it i just forget i do like pecan pies so. Ooh, it's a porter all right <laughs> it's good though i like that i'm glad i like it because i grabbed two cans of it yeah it's good it's strong though yeah all right have you watched anything this past week <laughs> have not. you broke the streak did not no. you did not break the streak okay yeah, boring again. Uh, like his um, yeah, I don't know. It's been playing PS5 a lot. Yeah, been into Death Stranding. So I mean, kind of is a movie. I mean, you know, it's true. It is a director's cut. You know? mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, no, that's uh, pretty much it. Been reading a little bit, and yeah, nice. How about you? I watched a little bit. Um, I also. Started playing Death Stranding just last night, so I'm only like an hour or so into it. Um, what screen is it sharing right now? I can see it. My letterbox? Yeah. Okay. It just it's not showing me a preview of what I'm <laughs> doing. Anyways, um, I watched The Nutty Professor. Nice. Uh, yeah. It. Uh, I told you that it doesn't really hold up. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still kind of funny, but. I feel yeah. like, like, because I watched Austin Powers last year, the year before, for the uh-huh. first time in a while, and I didn't feel like that held up either. Mm. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just these, like, goofy 90s movies. They're just yeah. not as funny as they used to be. Yeah. I didn't realize it was 96. I feel I felt like it was later than that. 
Oh, yeah. We were young when it came out. Yeah. And it's like, I remember it being more like kid friendly. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen it. So it is not. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a scene where Dave Chappelle is a stand up comedian and like they're dropping M bombs back and forth at each other. And I was like, whoa. Damn. All right. Not expecting or remembering that. <laughs> Uh, and then I just I randomly watched the Karate Kid, damn, nice. the original one, um, and it's so good. That's one that holds up for me. Yeah, definitely it's held up, very much so. But yeah, not a whole lot this week, but a couple mm-hmm. movies. Like I said already, started playing Death Stranding. Um, I've mm-hmm. also been reading, and not a whole hell of a lot else. Boring week for the box office numbers in fifth place. Anyone but you is still in the top five. Nice. This goes to show that we haven't really had a whole lot of new movies this year so far. Uh, Migration is in fourth. Wonka is in third. The Beekeeper is second. And Mean Girls is in first. Nice. So. Just to show, mm-hmm. Mean Girls is in first place, and it brought in six point nine million. Again. Yeah. So like, we don't have anything really good right now. Like Argyle, I think released today. I mean, yeah. I think that's it. So, mm-hmm. like, even our th- like my local movie theater, which fucking switches movies constantly just because it's such a small theater it mm-hmm. still has migration really yeah which i was surprised Damn. Not- yeah, i really want to watch uh that new show on apple tv um okay what it's called but it's the uh same people that uh did band of brothers and uh the pacific oh yeah, yeah. about uh fighter pilots in world war ii has a pretty mm. stacked cast too yeah How's our 4Ks looking? Uh, 4Ks. I think there's quite a few this week. Uh, so we got some movie called Daryl. I've never heard of it before, but it <laughs> looks interesting. Uh, we got The Prophecy 1 to 3. Apparently it's a, not a series, but trilogy, I guess, with Christopher Walken. Never oh. heard of it. Um, sick cover, though. Yeah. Uh, existence, which I've heard but have not seen. Oh, David Cronenberg, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silent Night, which is John Woo's first American movie in a very long time, and mm-hmm. did not get good reviews, which is unfortunate. <laughs> but sick, sick cover though. A mm-hmm. uh, movie called The Boogans. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Uh, Scarlet Street, never heard of, but nope. uh, the Conan Chronicles. That's sick. Yeah, so Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer. So sick. Um, got the Psychic. That's a really cool cover. Lucio Fulci. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nightmare and Bad Biology. Some sick covers. Yeah, there. Um, then we called Cutting Class. Is that uh, is that Brad Pitt? 
He's like very, really very young. young. <laughs> Holy. Uh, then train spotting on Criterion Collection. Nice. So yeah. That's a pretty good list. Yeah. Um also I meant to do this at the beginning of the podcast, but should we have a little toast to our buddy Carl Weathers? Yes, R.I.P. Legend. Absolutely. Because uh our friends posted in the group chat today, mm-hmm. like first a piece of chubs, and like I didn't click in to who it was, and I saw it on Instagram, like you know, Carl Weathers is like, fuck man. Yeah. That's brutal, man. Yeah, it's shitty. <clears throat> There's always a few big ones right at the start of the year, it seems. Yeah. 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 All right. Guess that's it. Yep. Move into the movie discussion. All right. Like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about Nobody from 2021. This was your pick for February. Starting off with the synopsis. A docile family man slowly reveals his true character after his house gets burglared by two petty thieves which coincidentally leads him into a bloody war with a Russian crime boss. (laughs) (laughs) The events leading up to this are just so ridiculous, man. Oh yeah. But it's it's so good. Um, This movie is directed by Ilya Nyshuler. And his only other really movie directing credit was hardcore Henry. Hmm. Interesting. Have you seen that? I think we've talked about it before. I think, yeah, I think when it first came out and just, yeah, it was too much for me. It's nuts, man. It's just all in first person view. It's crazy. Uh, This movie stars Bob Odenkirk as Hutch. Yep. Um, Alexei Serebriakov, who plays Yulian. Um, Connie Nielsen plays Becca. (laughs) And the man, the myth, the legend, Christopher Lloyd plays david yeah he does not look good man oh fuck man like how old is he he looks like he's about 100 years old in this movie he was born in 1938 shit so not far off so he's like what let's see 86 86 wow old man um i have two honorable mentions Michael Ironside and Riza Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wu Tang Clan was kind of before my time. So, like, I'm not as, they don't mean that much to me. Like, uh, they're, you know, one of the most influential hip hop groups. But yeah. You can respect them for what they are. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Did you have anybody? I did. Um, the, another kind of that guy, but the guy that plays the barber, yeah, uh, Colin Salmon, just very recognizable. Uh, Resident Evil, Alien vs Predator, just stuff. Yeah. Um, and I didn't look it up, but I I guarantee you that it was this guy from this show. He had a very hilarious part in. How I Met Your Mother in one episode. Um, he played Fake Moby. I don't remember who he was. He's the FBI agent that the Russian girl, like, 
gets him to send info to her oh. about about uh nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's funny. But yeah. Um, I'm gonna check one more thing. Stunts were stunts. There it is. So the main fight coordinator was uh Daniel Bernhardt. Mm -hmm. Uh he actually acted in John Rick John Wick. Okay. Um he did stunts in Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 3, Fast and Furious, uh all the John Wick movies, you know, mm -hmm. Alita Battle Angel. So he's done a few, nice. few movies. Is that it? That's it. I got one more honorable mention. Okay. Okay. It goes with the stunts though. Okay. Bob Odenkirk did his own stunts for this movie. Did he? Wow. Isn't that fucking wild, man? Yeah. These fight scenes were yeah. all him. That's crazy. Yeah. That's why they filmed them all in like a a wide view so you could see that it was actually him and not somebody else. Wow. He trained for two years before the film. Jesus. Um, uh, there's something else too. It's crazy yeah. because like it's Bob Odenkirk. Like the only thing like like I know him from was first introduced him as Saul Goodman. Mm -hmm. But I know he has like a much bigger background than that. More in like the comedy world, right? Like yeah. he auditioned for Michael in the office. Yeah, right? that's right. Like he was supposed to be the guy, but then something happened and he didn't get it. Mm -hmm. But it just it just it makes this movie so much better. For sure. Oh yeah, I mean, like I read that and I was like, wow, like much respect to him because mm -hmm. this movie is fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. But anyways, let's talk about this movie. Alrighty. Um. I love that this movie, the opening, is just the exact way that it ends. You know, we just get our boy Hutch, who is nobody. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's got handcuffs on, he's beating the fuck up, and, you know, these two cops are there, like, interrogating him, kind of, and he's, like, has, pulls out cigarettes and, like, a fucking cat, <laughs> where he pulls out a tuna and, like, a can opener that a cat walks out and the two look at him and they're like who are you and he's just like if they say nobody then like the nobody comes mm -hmm. comes along the, the screen I, I love like the song that plays during this too yeah um that's a classic i love i love the way they incorporate music in this movie yeah um, they did it really well yeah but yeah that i love the but there's like who the fuck are you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like you said, like he's, he's just just a regular guy, pace. right? Like, yeah, he just looks like a dad, mm -hmm. like, like you know, yeah. I think that's great about this is like he's just a dad, like, mm -hmm. or seems like it, right? Like, just seems like an everyday dad. I love the way that they introduce him, like the montage at the beginning of the movie, like, man. Just the mundane life of tracks of me a, up like you know, Monday does his like routine, Tuesday misses the garbage, 
Then his wife is like, Mr. Garbage again. And then does that through the whole week. And then, you know, week two does the same thing. Mrs. Garbage. He's like, <laughs> oh, fuck, come on. She's like, Mr. Garbage again. And just doing the same shit over and over again. Mm-hmm. And uh, his wife, uh, Becca, is a realtor. Um, and he is uh, an accountant of some kind at uh, a manufacturing plant who... He actually works for his uh, father-in-law yeah. and his brother-in-law works there as well. Um, but yeah, that the, the like montage of just him going through his week and like you could tell that just they are not happy. Mm-hmm. Like they have like a barrier up in their bed and like, oh man, I feel so bad for the guy. <laughs> his son hates him. Yeah. But his daughter like just loves him. Yeah. Yeah, you feel bad for him because, like, you know that he changed his entire life to be a family man and to, like, be, like, to make sure that he always comes home at night kind of thing. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. his family doesn't have anything to worry about. Like, his kids don't know, but his past life, only his wife does. Yeah. Um, But, like, I love it, too, because I had no idea what the story of this movie was. Yeah. I had always just assumed that like it was just a family man who somehow defied the odds and like (laughs) beat the fuck out of these people and survived. Yeah. And then like, I'm watching this movie and it's just like, like you said, like Monday to Friday, just the same shit over and over and over again. And then it like, we get bits and pieces of his past life as the story progresses. And it's just, yeah, we're learning more about, who he is and like i like that about this movie the way it Hmm. kind of slowly goes through and he has to kind of reveal himself because he keeps like it keeps just expanding like more shit keeps happening yeah uh so about maybe three weeks three weeks goes by of the 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 same shit over (laughs) and over again and then one night you know he he gets up and he hears rustling downstairs and uh, he walks out and checks on his daughter. She's asleep, goes in his son's room. He's His son's awake, so he knows something's up. Goes downstairs, and there's two guys that have broken into his house. One of them is a girl, um, and the girl has a gun, and the guy doesn't have anything, but they're looking for cash, anything. And uh, they ask for his cash, and he's like, points out like the bowl is just like a bunch of ones that are just in a bowl. And, <laughs> He's like, where's the money? And he's like, I use a debit card. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no one carries cash anymore. Yeah. Um, They took his watch. And then when she reaches for the watch, you know, it's in the slow-mo of him looking at the tattoo on her wrist. So like, you have an idea that he's like a smart guy, mm-hmm. but you don't really know what he's capable of. Um, His son ends up getting the other guy in a chokehold and is like, pretty much beating him up mm-hmm. and then the the dirt the girl robbers has the gun and like pointing at the sign like you know let go of him and uh hutch is behind her with a golf club and like he has a full swing at her like he can take her out oh fuck yeah but he just kind of stops and then tells his son uh brady to let him go mm-hmm. and his son's like are you fucking kidding me like we could take him but Hutch is like, no, I'll let him go. So gets up, punches the kid in the face, and they end up leaving. 
And, you know, of course, Brady is like, what the fuck, dad? Like, pissed, obviously, and, you know, because he pretty much gave them up, but mm -hmm. he had a good reason to. Yeah. Like, his son's name's Blake. Is it Blake? Brady. Yeah. Oh, I wrote Brady for some reason. But anyways, that doesn't matter. Um, But, like, we find out shortly after why he doesn't attack her. At the same time, like, I feel like, I don't know if it's either A, he's afraid that he doesn't, like, he doesn't want to slip back into that life, or B, that, like, he knows that he could, like, just fucking annihilate these two and they're just not worth his time. Yeah. Or, like, he doesn't want to kill them kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it, it does say later in why he didn't, like, those are, I think, are good reasons, too, but when he's talking to uh, Harry, his brother... Yeah. Um, it flashes back, and you can see in the gun that there's no bullets in the yeah. gun. Yeah. So, like, if he would have attacked them, then he would have been the one to be in shit because, like, he's not mashing like force for force. Like, mm -hmm. the gut, the gun has no bullets in it. But yeah. Um. So the cops come. They get outside, and you know he's like off by him by himself, and the family is kind of huddled together, like, you know, looking at him, and the cops come, and there's a fucking pizza box that was left under the garage door, and that's how they got in the house, and, like, mm -hmm. just Hutch looks so fucking depressed all the time. <laughs> he does not look like he wants this life anymore. Yeah, and he's, like, he's super pissed at himself, because he, there's even, like, an inner monologue, and he's just, like, um, I risked my family's safety because of a fucking pizza box. And yeah. And the one cops interviewing him and he's like, he's like, you had them like, and he didn't attack her. Like why? Yeah. And he's like, and he just didn't answer him. And then the cops like kind of condescending. Yeah. It was, he's yeah. like, he's like, geez, like if that was my family. Like, I don't yeah. know. And yeah. It's just like, just stayed silent through the whole thing. But yeah. 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 So, it's the next day, and uh, he's like downstairs in his basement, you know, lying down. And his daughter comes comes down, and then like she's like really loving, like she loves him a lot. Like she's way different than the rest of his family. Yeah. Um. You know, the next day, he forgot the garbage again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's at work, and then um, his brother in law comes in, and you know, he's like, "Oh, I heard what happened." Blah blah. blah. And then he fucking like pulls a gun on Hutch. I was like, Jesus, man. And he has the gun pointed. He's like, no, it's all good. It's, the safety's on. And he's like, looks. He's like, oh, oops. Sorry. <laughs> he has in the gun. He's like, here, here you go. Like, take this. Like, I don't think. I think it's only his wife that knows, right? Like the, the yeah. brother and dad don't know, right? No, they have no idea. Um, But he get, takes the gun and puts it in the freezer in at work. And, you know. That's a good place to hide it because no one at my work looks at our in our freezer at all. Oh no, no. There's just like an old like in their freezer in the movie, just like an old box of just something, just like yeah. frostbitten, like frost <laughs> everywhere. Uh, so yeah, he works for his father-in-law. He's the one that owns the manufacturing plant, and uh, he wants to sell it. Hutch made an offer to him to buy it. Um. But it was kind of like not a great offer. Like his his father in law wants something worthwhile, and 
you know, the, the guy is like, well, why do you want to buy it? And, you know, Hutch is like, you know, I want something that to own, something like that's mine. Um, uh, so he's back at his house in his kind of basement hideout. You know, he's got a record player and all these like records, kind of like chill area. Then he has this like secret radio thing and he's uh, that's talking still to... At, that's still I, at work. That's in his office at work. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was at his basement at uh at his house. Um yeah, so he's talking to his brother Harry, like telling him what happened uh with the break in and stuff like that, you know, explain like the gun was empty. Um so yeah. Uh he's visiting, ends up visiting his dad, uh David. Um he was bad. He's he's a sick character too. Like yeah, he's good. He definitely has a past too, but you don't really to know too much about like um because the beginning of the movie i think uh his son is like doing some project on a war or something like that and you know his mom says like oh why don't you like interview your dad and then like the kid like makes a like a co comment like oh, i want to talk to a real soldier or something like that or someone says something like that the kid asks uh hutch if he can enter because he needs to interview a vet yeah yeah so we asked hutch if he can interview him and hutch is like yeah that's fine but like i was only uh i can't remember what he was but he was like a, a clerk basically yeah and then uh the mother what's her name uh becca she goes oh why don't you why don't you interview uncle charlie he was a real soldier yeah and Hutch is just like what the fuck <laughs> yeah. she's like i didn't mean it like that and then she yeah. says why don't you interview your grandfather he yeah. actually saw time like saw action yeah, saw yeah action yeah 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 but like at this point like if it's your first time watching the movie you still don't know what hutch's past is no so i was like wow that's kind of like a shitty thing to say but then at the same time once you know what yeah. his past is she was just like covering it up right yeah yeah protecting yeah. him and his yeah. former identity uh so he's visiting his dad you see like a picture of his dad and hutch when he was a kid and you see uh harry who you know is black um uh, mm -hmm. played by rizza and uh I, I don't think they say like how they became brothers like if um david adopted harry or like what the yeah. what the whole story was but yeah, we don't get that backstory. Yeah. Um, so back at the house, uh, the daughter, she can't find her kitty cat bracelet. And this is the turning point. This was like, I think what a lot of people compared to this kind of like not ripping off John Wick, but the start of it definitely takes from John Wick a bit. Because the shoe, she's like, Where's my kitty cat bracelet? And he's like, oh, I don't know, sweetie. Like, where'd you leave it? And she says, oh, in this bowl, which is where they took the money from. Yeah. And, like, they're all having dinner. And then all of a sudden, he just, like, okay, that's fucking it. I mean business. Just walks <laughs> out of there and, you know, he's he's on a mission now, like, yeah. you know, to yeah. find these burglars to get his, the kitty cat bracelet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can kind of consider this a john wick ripoff mm -hmm. but the saving grace is that the writer of this movie wrote mm -hmm. john wick 2 okay okay so it's just like yeah yeah he's just yeah. kind of doing like 
a more comedic approach to the John Wick sort of story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's going around to different tattoo parlors, um, pretending to be an FBI agent, but really he kind of is an FBI agent. Like he he worked for the what he calls it the uh the three-lettered uh whatever, like the FBI, CIA, like you know. Yeah. So it did at one point kind of work for the FBI. Um he's going around to different ones and it ends up in this like really, really sketchy one and goes down there, you know. There's a couple guys, the tattooist um has like brass knuckles on, and there's like uh an older guy like beside him, you know, looks kind of scraggly, has like a veteran's hat on. And, you know, Hutch flashes his FBI badge and the veteran is just like, calls him out. He's like, that's uh, 20 years expired. 20 years expired. And uh, I meant to look up this uh, this line that this kind of dialogue that they have. Um, and then immediately the tattoo artist is like, you know, who the fuck are you? Like, you know, putting the brass knuckles on, you see the two guys from behind them, you know, get up and uh, yeah, they're about to kick his ass. Um, what's the line when they're talking about uh, flash and cheese? I just like yeah. the uh, the dialogue behind it. Of course, I can't find it, but he says something. He's like, "There's, there's three types of people that that flash cheese, as you call it." Yeah, and it's like I can't remember exactly. It was like. First, first type of person is stupid. The first, I don't know. Hopefully, you can find it because I'm going to butcher it. Oh yeah, here it is. Uh, yeah, there are three types of people who, as you say, flash cheese. People who don't know any better. People who are seeking to intimidate, and people like me who wish, with every fiber of their being, that someone would try and take it from them. And then he. Hutch like hands something to him and then like a little tattoo shows up on his wrist and it's like two playing cards. And immediately the the veteran <laughs> he sees that, immediately goes into some room, closes the door, locks it up. You see the little like uh door up there, just like closes it and he's like gone. <laughs> yeah. And the tattoo artist is just like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so Thankfully, in the trivia, it explains this. Okay. Because um, I was wondering about it, like, because I was hoping they would explain what the tattoo meant at some point in the movie, but they don't. But in the trivia, it says the tattoo on Hutcher's wrist, which is a seven of spades and a two of diamonds. It's statistically the worst possible starting hand that can be dealt in Texas Hold'em since they're both the lowest two cards that cannot make a straight. Um, and both of them are off suit. Meaning if you ever see those two cards, you should fold immediately because you're most likely never going to win. In tarot readings, the spade or sword is linked to bad luck, death, and violence, while diamonds or coins are linked to money. Translation, this, ma this man dealt in death and violence for money. Damn. So yeah, that guy just fucking pieced the fuck out of there. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you for your service. It just locks himself up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I was wondering if like that was a symbol of like one of the divisions that he might have been in or something yeah. like that. But yeah. I don't know. 
Uh, so he obviously ends up getting information from the tattoo artist because he's scared as fuck. Yeah. Um, so he ends up getting to the burglar's house. Um, it's some guy named Louise and a girl. You know, they're clearly like not well, they're poor a bit, but like, mm. you know, they're like a loving couple, they have a baby, you know, they'd probably just, you know, run house that they hit. Um, we don't know that they have a baby just yet. No, but I mean, yeah. So he, they sit up for dinner, you know, they're like having a lovely conversation, and then fucking Hutch just comes out of nowhere with the gun. And, you know, he's like, give me my watch. So he gets the watch. And then he's like, I want the kitty cat bracelet. <laughs> and like, beats the fuck out of the guy. And then he hears the baby crying and he's like, goes to the room, sees the baby. And, you know, they're like, please please no like please and he like he's like fuck and the baby's so hooked up the baby's oh. hooked up to like a breathing device too oh is it yeah so it's okay. like like you really feel for this family at that point um yeah. and i thought because like he flashed the money to the tattoo artist i thought he was gonna give them that wad of cash mm. but he just ends up leaving uh so he gets outside and is this when he like starts punching the fucking wall? Yeah. Yeah. Just going fucking nuts because he's pissed, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh so he ends up getting um on a bus. He's at the back of the bus, and there's only like a couple people. There's like some big huge guy who was on the bus before reading. Uh there's a girl by herself. Um, and there might be one other person, uh, the bus driver, obviously. Mm-hmm. So he's on the bus. Bus comes to a stop. All of a sudden, you see this like SUV come up from the side, just plowing into the pylons. Ends up cutting off the bus, and just a whole truckload of Russians, just drunk <laughs> as fuck, just pull up to the side of the bus. And you know the the bus driver has the door closed, and you know they're banging on it, like "Come on, let me in." And for some reason, she lets them on the bus. Mm-hmm. But our buddy Hutch, he. He has an itching, mm-hmm. a hard itch. Oh yeah, because he's like, uh, like there's a monologue happening, like that he's talking about as this is happening. Please God, open that door! And you're just like, <laughs> this guy is crazy. <laughs> so all these drunk Russians get on, and there's probably like what six of them, I think. Yeah, I think so. And you know they smash the the guy's uh, book out of his hands and. Do they? Does he just get off the bus, or does one of them punch him in the face? No, he just stands up and stares at them, picks up his book, and then gets off. He's like a big guy. Oh, he's fucking huge. (laughs) Yeah. And then so they all go to the girl. She's like there by herself, and they all surround her. And the buddy Hutch is just like monologuing. He's like, "This girl's gonna get home safe." He's like, "I hope these guys like hospital food." And you're just (laughs) like, "What the fuck?" He they're like around him. He walks up to the bus and they think he's going to get off. Mm-hmm. But he makes the bus driver get off the bus, <laughs> closes the door, and she's outside, like, What the hell are you doing? <laughs> get off the bus. And picks up his gun he has, empties the bullets, and the guys at the back are like just chilling. And one guy looks and he's like, Has this look on his face, like, can't believe it. And he like pats his buddies. He's like, Look at this guy. And it's just like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. It's just the most chaotic fucking fight scene. I texted you and it was done and I was like, dude, this bus scene is fucking nuts. He Our takes on fight. Oh yeah, man. He takes on all six of these guys. He can fight, but he he's also taking a beating too. Like the one guy yeah. stabs him in the side and yeah. they smash his face off the, the fucking um support beams and shit throughout the bus. I love but, like whatever the one like the caught a smaller black guy like gets up and punches this like I'm gonna fuck you up. And you're just like, <laughs> dude, there's six guys. What are you gonna do? Yeah. But man, like this fight is so good. Like Oh, it's nuts, man. You know, he's like Bettina was watching this with me and she was having a good time with it too. Like uh Hutch does end up getting stabbed. Uh he ends up like kicking one guy's knee out. He ends up smashing the big guys' teeth out and yeah. Hutch gets stabbed himself. Um he uses like his watch as like brass knuckles. Yeah. Uh I love like when he pulls a knife out of like his back and then he like stabs the guy in the thigh and then just like stomps down on the knife to make it go all the way through his <laughs> leg. I was like, oh yeah. At like, one point, they pick him up and throw him through one of the windows. So he gets he's out on the street and yeah. he opens up the bus doors again and goes back in to fucking yeah. fight them again. <laughs> yeah. And like, I love the one whenever the bigger guy, like the bigger guy is trying to stab him. Um, and somehow Hutch like turns the knife around and like shoves it in his arms and like yeah. pulls down like, oh, man. Yeah. It's fucked. Um, the one like skinny tall guy, his nose is broke, and the big guy is just like, "What are my teeth?" And he's like smiling, <laughs> all his teeth are gone. He's like, "Is it bad?" <laughs> then Hutch uh, goes back in, and he fucks everyone up. He ends up, um, the young guy, tall guy, he ends up grabbing the guns, trying to put the bullets in his gun, and Hutch just yanks out one of the the bars it just fucking smashes him in the throat like breaks his throat the yeah. guy's on his back he can't breathe and hutch grabs the uh the knife fucking gives him a tracheotomy yeah whatever you say that word tracheotomy yeah and uh yeah man crazy scene it's fucking nuts man like i was not expecting this shit whatsoever <laughs> like from that scene on, I was just like zoned in on this movie. Like, yeah, could not take my eyes off of it for the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, I think like this whole scene was just him finally letting go all of his pent up anger mm -hmm. and getting all that out for however long he's been retired, you know? Yeah. His son is probably what? 16 17 maybe yeah i would say that so probably at least 20 years of just having this not false life because that's what he wanted to start but like not a life that he was made for i don't think mm -hmm. yeah and just takes it all that anger and <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck man <laughs> oh man was there anything else i mean i'm sure the scene might come up later but was there any other anything from the scene that you met that we didn't talk about? I don't think so, no. 
I just like, yeah, I thought it was funny because like the poor young girl, she's just sitting there watching this whole thing, and yeah, and he he gets off the bus and he says something to the bus driver. I don't remember what he says though. Yeah, I forget too. Yeah. Tells her to call nine one one or something. I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. do we see him? Yeah, we see him go home. Yeah. And Becca is waiting up for him. Yeah. And she asks where he's been, but like the house is dark. Yeah. And she's sitting in the kitchen. Then he kind of walks closer towards her, and then the light from the kitchen shines on him, and she's like, "Jesus Christ! Like, what the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm thinking. Okay, she's gonna be like mortified, but now she just starts cleaning him up and yeah. she's talking to him about like what happened and she glues yeah. up his knife wound and mm -hmm. it's like it's just second nature to her. Yeah. And they kind of bring back, you know, he kind of opens up finally because she's like cleaning him up and he just mm. says, like, I missed you, and you know, is talking to her about how he misses her and how they used to be and stuff like that. And, you know, he's like, he, what does he say? Like, we haven't kissed in months. Uh, we haven't had sex in months. We haven't made love in years. Like, you know, I miss you. Yeah. I miss us. Um, and then like, they're sleeping in bed and then the barriers up and you see her, like he's doing a typical thing, like laying down away from her. And then, you see her lift up the barrier and like touch his arm. So like, yeah. it was nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of reconcile a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the movie kind of flips into this brand yeah. new story. Where the fuck did this come from? Fucked <laughs> with the wrong, wrong Russians. Uh, uh, we meet a very charismatic, uh, villain, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Julian, uh, I love this guy, man. Yeah, he's great. He's like the movie talks up how like scary he is, and like you see like a bit of it, mm -hmm. but like he's just like a fun guy, man. Yeah, you know, he walks up to this club, it's this big Russian Russian bar, grabs you know, uh, shot of vodka, uh, line of coke. And there's a girl sitting up on the stage rushing and he just gets up there and he's like fucking swinging his hips, moving, having a good time. <laughs> Dancing away. Yeah. And then he goes to meet some people and he walks by this like massive, massive Russian guy who kind of like they don't bump at each other, but they kind of like stare each other down. And the guy gives him like a weird glare and Julian is like, you know, he remembers that and he goes up to these like three guys. Um... He has a uh, a sidekick, a guy named Pavel, Pavel, uh, who is black, yeah. um, black and Russian, black Russian, and the three guys there are like speaking in, in Russian. They're like, "Oh, what? Who the fuck is this guy?" And then Pavel starts speaking German, and Julian is like, explains, you know, who he is, stuff like that. Was born in wherever and came to Germany or Russia. Um, and then the one guy is kind of saying, like, calls Yulian out. He's it's like, you know, you're kind of making a fool of us, you know, up there singing and dancing, having a good time. And you're the one who's supposed to be protecting our money, um, at some place called the Ob Shack, which is, I think, kind of like a safe house of like all these mm -hmm. Russians' money kind of thing. 
Yeah. And it's a legitimate thing, like in the Russian mafia, too. Oh, is it? Because uh, Ilya Nashuler, who is the director, he's Russian, obviously. And he has friends that are in the Russian mob. So oh, he he talked to them about like the authenticity of stuff in this movie yeah. before like he actually really made it and they mm -hmm. confirmed like a lot of the stuff is legit. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy, you know, kind of calls out Yulian and Yulian's like, Oh, you don't think I can protect your money? And just stops talking, grabs a uh martini glass with like the stem through his hand, smashes it. And beelines it, and you right away know what that he's not what he's gonna do, but who he's going to. Mm -hmm. The fucking goes up to the big Russian, like smashes the end of the glass into the guy's face, and is fucking scraping it on his face, like kills him, breaks his neck, and then the guy's like <laughs> fucking face is fucked up. And Yulian is like, I forget what he says, but he's like, how about now? Am I fucking? scary enough now for you like yeah. <laughs> i love how the one guy that's talking to him too he's like do you know who that guy was and you oh, yeah. like no and he's like he was a three percent shareholder in the ob shack mm. and Julian says something it just like basically blows it off and the guy's like so you know what that means right and i was like fuck are they gonna attack him now yeah like goes the guy goes well, congratulations, everyone. That means his shares are ours now. And they all like cheer and fucking yeah. <laughs> take a shot. <laughs> yeah. So Yulian gets a call, uh, goes to the hospital where all the Russians are. Fucking love this scene. Oh, man. I laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all in the room in the bed, fucked up. And the big main guy is in the side. He like sits up a bit. Hey, Yuli, just fucking chair flying, smashes him in the head. Oh, <laughs> uh, did not expect that. Hawks oh, it from across the room. Yeah, <laughs> smashes like right in the head. <laughs> Goes over to him and he's like, Who the fuck was this guy? And or how many guys was it? And the guy was like, It was one guy, it's one guy. And he just grabs a chair, smashing him in the bed. He's like, Don't you lie to me, don't you lie to me. <laughs> And he's like, I'm not. And then uh, the guy, the black guy that got his leg broke, mm -hmm. he like says something like, uh, Julian, don't be mad at us. Some, don't be mad anymore. I forget what he says exactly. But... He says, don't get any more mad. Yeah. But didn't you hate Teddy or something like that? Oh, yeah. His uh, brother. Yeah. Because he's the one that Hutch gave the tracheotomy to. Yeah. But he ended up dying. Well, he's not dead yet. He's still breathing. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, because he's like over... Uh, what's his brother's name? You said, you said it. Teddy. Teddy. He's like crying and stuff. And then like the guy like says like, well, didn't you hate him or something like that? And then mm -hmm. Ealing kind of like stops crying and is like, I mean, yeah, I did. But, you know, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Even Hutch uses that against him too, like later in the movie, I think, doesn't he? Like, yeah, well, you fucking hated your brother, like, you know. And Hutch said too, he's like, the last time I saw him, he was still alive. Yeah. Um, I also love this scene whenever, like, Yulian is like, we gotta find this guy. How are we gonna find out who he is? And then it's like, in the background, just like slowly lifts out the bus pass <laughs> that Hutch <laughs> dropped on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Harry uh, is calling 
Hutch at home. Um, he never calls him at home. Uh, says to go to the barber. Um, so Hutch goes to the barbers, and the barber is like, he's kind of like uh, the guy in John Wick Two. The yeah, from the Continental. Yeah, I was a little bit. I was thinking more of like um, the the homeless guy, the fucking guy from oh uh, the Matrix. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yes, yeah. kind of like the like the the know it all of like the mafia world. Mm -hmm. Um, you know he's meeting with uh Hutch, kind of telling him who Julian is and all of the background of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Julian and them they found his dad already, so they know who his dad is. Um, and then they have some girl who is like hacking and doing research and she like knows a guy at the FBI who is the movie guy from How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> uh and she like sends him like a picture to his computer and it's like him and uh a dominatrix. Dominatrix and immediately he's like what the fuck? And she just like says like find so and so uh yeah. Yeah. So he's like down in the records trying to find the, the stuff on Hodge and he finds a file it's just like tag nobody because like that's what his job was he was like the um Hutch called look, himself an auditor yeah an auditor yeah like, yeah so he was like the bottom of the barrel but he was like the the last guy that visits you baby kill yeah, you kill people yeah because the way that Hutch explained it he's like nobody wants to see an auditor like whenever you think about like even finances and shit like He's like, the last person that you want to see knocking on your door is an auditor. He said, mm -hmm. that's who I was. Like, I was the last person that you wanted to see knocking on your door. Yeah. Uh, so she, the girl gets the file, and I love that she just, like, walks into Yulene's office, throws the papers, and she's just like, all right, I quit. You don't have to pay me for that, and just walks out. Because she knows <laughs> that, like, Hutch is somebody you don't fuck with. Yeah. Right? So it's later that night at uh, Hutch's house. Uh, you know, they're all, they feel like a regular family again. You know, they're having wine and Hutch is like, you know, how would I make my lasagna? You know, like the wife is, yeah, like that sounds wonderful. They're having dinner. Uh, Hutch is like, you know, why don't we go to Italy this, or France or Italy this summer? You know, I haven't been in a while. And his wife is like, oh, that'd be so amazing. Like I was wanting to go back and she's just like, well, can we afford to do it? And Hutch is like, well, can we afford not to do it? Because, yeah. like, you know, their marriage has been so rough. Um, and then they're about to have dinner, and then Hutch looks at the window and sees all these cars coming down, and he, it's the the Russians who are coming coming for them. Immediately, he's like, all right, stop dinner. We got to get to the basement. You know, he puts them in the basement and says, don't call 911. I love um, that. And just kisses his wife and closes the door and it's like a safe room that he has has there. And uh yeah. Another crazy scene. Not 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 as crazy the bus scene, but this is like Hutch just like protecting his family. Mm -hmm. Because Julian broke the one rule that everybody knows. Don't send people to your family's house. Yeah. There's one kill in this scene that I fucking love so much. And he Hutch grabs a teapot 
off the stove mm-hmm. and throws hot water in the guy's face and then take the spout of the teapot is like kind of sharp mm-hmm. takes the whole teapot and slams the spout into the guy's fucking forehead <laughs> yeah. and then you see him later and he's just like kind of laying on the table with the yeah. teapot hanging out of his head <laughs> yeah uh I love the one where he like has the baseball bat at the start, like hits oh, a couple yeah. of people, then like breaks it in half and just goes up to a guy, just fucking stabs him right in the <laughs> chest with the bat. Uh, yeah. Uh so Hutch pretty much kills seven seven guys. Something like that, yeah. And then gets outside and then just gets fucking tased. And it's like, mm. fuck, he did it all that just to get tased. Yeah. <laughs> and uh this next scene, like him in the trunk locked up, he's got handcuffs on. You know, this scene just shows that he's a smart fucking guy. Like he knows his shit, right? Yeah. Breaks his thumb, gets the handcuff oh, off his one hand. Brutal sounding. Yeah. And then pulls the, the hatch release on the trunk and opens it up, sees that they're driving too fast for him to like just jump out. Yeah. So he shuts the trunk again. And he lifts up this flap and there's a fucking fire extinguisher in the trunk. Mm-hmm. I love this too. And he just oh, like, it's so funny. He positions himself and then just fucking boots the back seat. So it folds down, knocks the yeah. one, or it was uh Pavel yeah. knocks him forward and then just starts spraying the fucking fire extinguisher in the yeah. car. And they end up hitting a light pole, flipping the car over. Yeah. I love that. Like just the, the comedic timing of these little things, like the like Julian throwing the chair, and then yeah. this scene, whenever like because Pavel's in the back seat, and he can like hear stuff going in the back, so he's like hears banging. Is about to turn around, and just like boom, just goes <laughs> forward, <laughs> and then the, the car crashes, hits a pole, and just fucking flips and stuff, and um, Hutch gets out, and he is uh does he check in the car first or does he talk with pavel first i forget he gets the keys off of someone for the handcuffs takes i love what he looks underneath and the fucking one person has a knife in their forehead yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah does pavel ask who he is again yeah he does and then hodge is telling the story and then hodge looks over and he's dead (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) because he has a fucking a big metal piece in his stomach. Yeah. And uh, Hutch like makes the joke like he's like, I never met a black Russian before. And the guy's like, Yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> and then, you know, the guy Pavel asks him, like, who are you? And Hutch is like, Well, to keep things short, I was an auditor for the FBI and um telling like Pavel how we left the game. Or no, it wasn't was it that part? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's he... when he's back at the house, I think. When he's telling the the Yeah, because he's he's back oh. at the house with all he has all the dead guys lined up in his basement on the couch, and one guy's like still breathing. <laughs> and he's like has his whiskey and he's telling them how he got out of the game and like all these guys are like dead, but one guy <laughs> and then the he's guy's like dead. telling them how we left and um yeah, because he's like had one hit that he had to do um, of one guy, and the guy he says like usually I kill them just about they're just about before they let the uh, waterworks go, mm-hmm. 
but he decided to listen to this guy and he decided to give this guy a chance. So then like, what, six months down the road or something like that, he checks back up on the guy and the guy has a whole family Mm -hmm. and Hutch is just like, you know, I want that. So he kind of turned himself in, like not turned himself in, but like kind of ended his career. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, that I love, like, at the end of it, like, the last guy dies and then looks down and he's like, the kitty cat bracelet is right there. And he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's just <laughs> underneath the couch. <laughs> yeah, because all this started because of the kitty cat bracelet. <laughs> um, and I love that uh, he's, like, still, like, monologuing and he's, like, talking about how bones, uh, they need, like, 1,500 degree uh, heat to like dissolve or disintegrate the bones and he's like this basement is made just for that and he like puts a record on and like i love the song choices that they have like yeah. this movie and the record player like starts the fire like i thought that was so cool yeah it's really cool he obviously gets his family out of the house first they're like they're already gone and i like this scene too because right after he gets in the car accident he goes straight home mm-hmm. And he lets the or he walks around, he turns the lights on, he's like walking around, just like dead bodies everywhere, like yeah, broken wood splinters all over the place. And he's just like, oh fuck. Yeah. He shuts the lights back off again, lets his family out, and like he hides his daughter's face, but like the son's just walking around, just like seeing everything. <laughs> yeah. And Becca's used to it, so she's just like she's surprised, but at the same time, she's just like, Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then Becca ends up taking the kids to I don't know, somewhere, a hotel. Hotel or, or something, yeah. And then that's whenever he does his monologue with the half-dead guy mm-hmm. and burns his house down. Yeah. And then steals his neighbor's car. Yeah, fucking love that, too. <laughs> Zero to 60, and we're about to find the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I think before, after, I think before they leave, um, Hutch calls his dad and he's just like, hey, Pops, uh, the thing I was doing kind of got out of control. Uh, just uh, be ready or something like that. So, man, this scene is so good. Uh, so it goes to the nursing home and there's two Russians at the nursing home. The security guard or the head nurse is asleep. These two Russians come in, walk into his room. They got two guns and uh david has the tv going like a war movie or war show going on and yeah. you just see like the back of his head because he's sitting in his chair they come up in front of him and he's like asleep yeah and uh they pull up the guns about to shoot him and man this guy has he's been to war oh yeah i love this just grabs the gun Puts his finger under the fucking, uh, what's it called? Uh, the hammer. Hammer, yeah, yeah. So it stops the bullet from sh- from shooting. Fucking, his other hand pulls under the blanket, fucking shotgun. <laughs> shoots the one guy. Puts the shotgun over the next guy. Blasts him in the stomach. Yeah. And then the fucking nurse comes in. He's like, hey, David. Turn that fucking volume down. 
Yeah, David. David's like, oh yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> Turns the volume down, but it was like a real fucking gunny shot. Yeah, oh, I like man. this too because the one guy's in front of him, and the yeah. nurse is like behind him, so he can't see the dead people. But yeah. the one guy that he got shot in the stomach, he's not dead yet. Yeah, and the whole time the nurse is in there talking to David. David's yeah. holding his fucking hand over the guy's mouth, suffocating him to yeah. kill him the rest of the way. Yeah, that was, that was a good little scene, man. Yeah, it was good. Um, At this point, Hutch goes to his father-in-law. Yeah, and pays cash for the fabrication that is, that factory. Fucking gold bars. Oh yeah, gold bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love, I love the the brother-in-law just like, no, no, like. Fuck that, like, you know, and then fucking Hutch just, like, punches him, like, in the stomach, but it's, like, a calculated, like, gut punch, and the guy's in so much pain, <laughs> he can't even stand up. <laughs> oh, man. So he buys this manufacturing plant, and the next day, shuts it down, and he's building all this stuff in the plant. Um, fucking crazy. Like, traps, like, fucking homemade bombs, just... Yeah, that's crazy. Kevin, Kevin McAllister, 30 years later. Yeah, yeah. Um, So Hutch is going to the ob shack to uh, steal a painting and to burn all the money uh, because Julian is a fine arts collector. Um, I love the way that Hutch burns this down. Like, it's so smart. Like, I've never thought of that before. Like, it goes to, like, the main pipeline where the water uh, sprinkler is, pours gas in it. It's like, dude, that's so smart. Yeah. <laughs> fucking has a little Uzi, kills fucking everybody, burns the, all the money, um, steals one painting. I don't know why. I was probably taking notes. I don't know if it's a significant painting that he liked. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what drew him to that one. Yeah. Um, but then I love that it cuts to our boy Julian, you know, he's sitting up a storm again, having fun, and who's not sitting front row enjoying a nice steak dinner? <laughs> <laughs> our boy Hutch. Yeah. Julian stops like mid song. Yeah. Goes up to him. He's like, you got a lot of balls being here. Yeah. Yeah. Hutch doesn't give a fuck, man. No. You know, Hutch is just like all these guys pull guns on him, and Hutch is just like, "You broke the one rule that everybody abides by. And everyone knows is a rule you don't break, and that's don't attack my family's home." And Yulin is like, "Yeah, okay." And then Hutch pulls the tablecloth away, is a fucking claymore <laughs> pointed to Yulin, and Yulin's like, "Okay, like." Let's talk alone. And, you know, I really like their conversation that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Because Hutch makes a good point. Like, they're both in the same, not predicament, but they both want the same thing. Because Julian or uh, Hutch heard from either the barber or Harry, I forget which one, that he heard that Julian wants out of the game, that he didn't want to protect all this money. He just wants out. And Hotch says, you know, you and me are the same. We want the same thing. We both want out. We want a fresh start. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a good chance 
for us to, you know, end things, you know. Uh, you um, attack my family. And he's like, and I, I forget how he words it. Isn't this like, I burned the money, but he says, I got rid of your money. And Elian's like, wait, like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, oh, I burned it all. And immediately Elian's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. are you <laughs> kidding me? But Hutch just wants them both to quit. Mm -hmm. But after finding out that Hutch burned all the money, uh, Yulian doesn't want that. So Well, Hutch says, like, I'll give you a minute to think about it. He goes, yeah. I'll be close by. And he walks out of the bar, goes and sits in the car, and he's waiting and waiting. And all of a sudden, Yulian and all the fucking mobsters come flying out the door. Yeah. And then he takes off, has them follow him back to the fabrication factory, mm -hmm. and all hell breaks loose again. Yeah. Uh, before that, I, I did like the car chase, too. Yeah, it was good. Like, uh, at one point, there's, like, probably like six cars, and there's, like, the bus. I don't know if it's the same oh, bus yeah. driver, but she's, like, blocking an alley, and then Hutch gets in there, and there's a car gets in there with him, um, and then the bus blocks the alley again, I think. And then Hutch, like, puts his seat all the way back and is, like, driving towards them pushing the car back, and, like, the way, I don't know, the whole, like, drive the stunt scene of this scene was done really well yeah it was good like the driving aspect of it that was cool um but yeah, he gets to his manufacturing plant and you know it looks like hutch is all alone you know it's him he gets shot in the shoulder um there's like i don't know 30 russians there yeah and all of a sudden above hutch in the manufacturing plant you just see a, a window break and a fucking Big ass gun pop of the window and snipers up there and it's your boy Harry. <laughs> and I gotta say, Riza can fight. Oh yeah. Like he's good, man. Yeah, he was good. Like I'm surprised he hasn't been in anything else. Like he got casted because there's a quote by the director, and he was like, Yeah, I, I, I casted him because he's seen more action movies than I have, and he's like, and that's pretty fucking hard to do. <laughs> that's funny um but yeah i mean there's a lot that happens in this last scene uh you know the whole time um harry's running with the sniper like with the the, the, the scope on it mm -hmm. just fucking blasting guys there's one point there's like three guys that line up perfectly he just oh, like man. just point blank and shoots all up in the head yeah fucking triple headshot so yeah. sick uh our buddy uh, David Pops is in there having a good time with the shotgun. He's like, this is fucking awesome. Like, yeah, he's, he's just having, having the blast. time of his life. <laughs> yeah. um, there's like booby traps, like stair like the booby trap stairs with the bomb was cool. Mm -hmm. uh, that was so sick, man. He like rigged a pen bomb yeah. and he taped the pen to the stairs. Yeah. And whenever one of the guys steps down on like the clicky pen, yeah. fucking just boom, blows up yeah. everywhere. Uh, the mouse trap on the door, like on either side of the door. Mm -hmm. So whenever like the the fuse like goes, it like pops like a bullet through the yeah. door. That was cool. Um oh the fucking rebar. Oh man. Like I don't know what it what he had like uh like three or four rebars in this. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it cannon. was. Like some cannon or something, like two guns. 
and some guys like trip it and they just like point down and fire these rebars to go fucking through <laughs> them. It's like holy shit. Uh, Harry ends up getting shots. Um, uh, David like throws some like bomb on guys like this chaos. Yeah. And then the last scene, um, I didn't catch all of it. I just saw like that, like the the happening of it. But how does Julian and uh, Hutch like? I know like Hutch has like a bulletproof glass, but like what was before? Like how did what did he have? The Claymore? Yeah, it's just the two of them left. Well, not the two of them left, but it's only Julian left. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then Hutch like duct tapes the Claymore to the bulletproof glass and then has the good how he has it rigged but he has it rigged but they like like, run against each other yeah hutch runs up to him and yulian's shooting at the glass and then hutch i think he had the pin in his mouth Mm. and he just fucking pulls on it and he's like (laughs) two feet away from yulian yeah, and he fucking pulls it. The claim just explodes right <laughs> in his face, yeah. and then you see him after, and he's just like slumped down, just fucking face is all peeled off. Yeah. Um. And then like all the the cops are starting to come. Um. He sends David and Harry away, and you know they're like, "Oh man, that was a good time." Um. But you know Harry needs to go back into hiding because that's what he does. Um. Hutch ends up calling Becca. And then one thing we didn't really mention because it wasn't really relative to the story, but at the beginning of the movie, whenever Hutch is at his work, you see uh, one of the girls like with a broom like hitting the, the ceiling. You hear like some scratching sounds and Hutch is like, what is that? Like a raccoon? And she's like, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then this scene when he's leaving, you hear like uh, a rattling. And he looks in the the pipe, and there's a little kitty cat. Yeah, and uh, so that's where the cat comes from. The beginning of the movie. Um, yeah, and at one point, whenever the his daughter's laying on him, whenever he's laying on the couch, oh, she yeah, met, yeah. she says, "Daddy, we should get a cat." He goes, "Yeah, yeah. you know what? We should." Yeah, so it's kind of perfect. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it kind of goes to the beginning of the movie, you know, with Hutch. He grabs like the tuna from the the cupboards, the can opener, and then at the end of the movie, he's at the table with uh, the two people. You know, the cat comes out, and they're just like, "Who the fuck are you?" And he's just like, "Ah, oh, I'm nobody." Yeah. And then they both get phone calls simultaneously, and they're like talking. They answer, and then they're like, "Who the fuck are you?" And he just. He gets let go because yeah. they got a call probably from the FBI or somebody, and they're just mm-hmm. like, Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh there's a couple more final scenes. Uh they end up going to like a, a showing of a house. Um I love that uh they ask if it has a basement. The house yeah. has a basement. Yeah. Well it's okay, so the realtor gets a phone call mm-hmm. and then she's like, Oh, it's it's for you, for Hutch. And he answers it and he, you know, blah blah blah. Like typical like action cliffhanger kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, I'll be there in two minutes, or he didn't say that, but kind of that yeah. thing. Hands it back to her and 
And then Becca is just like, does this house have a basement? <laughs> and then like, you're like, okay. Kind of leaves you in a cliffhanger. Like, I haven't read up if there is going to be a sequel made, but I would love a sequel. Oh, for sure. And a prequel. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is a cool. this is a movie that deserves a full franchise. Yeah. Like give yeah. us a prequel of like Hutch before he was a family man and then give yeah. us the sequel afterwards. Yeah. Because there's a there's a mid-credit scene too where it's David yeah. and David and uh Harry. Harry. And they're driving with a they're in a freaking mobile home and they're yeah. just driving down the road and they look behind them in the in the back of it and it's just fucking guns everywhere <laughs> yeah yeah do you think we'll get through the border with this and just like full of guns yeah it's awesome cool but yeah i mean anything else that uh we missed or didn't mention i don't think so i just it's a really fucking fun movie yeah it's been a long episode so it has it has um yeah i mean that's the way the bullets fly. Yeah, there's a lot of them. All right. How did you rate this movie on Letterboxd? It's funny. So I haven't even seen your rating on Letterboxd yet. So uh, I give it a four out of five um, with a, a little heart. I, I absolutely love this movie. Like I haven't seen it since it first came out. But from what I can see on like Letterboxd reviews and stuff like that, like this has to be like one of the most underrated like surprising movies of the 2020s oh yeah even even 2010s but like bob odenkirk like hats off to you man like fucking putting in the work showing everyone that even a fucking dad can (laughs) kick ass man like yeah the the stunt coordination the the script I really like it's a really funny but also brutal movie like it's it's a fun watch like yeah, I love all the characters um they could even do something with the barber kind of like yeah I don't know, TV show maybe maybe not overdo things but yeah man this is definitely one that I hope I watch more of uh mm-hmm. it's just a fun movie man yeah. it's only 90 minutes yeah but it did not feel quick. No. Like, There's just so much going on all yeah, the time. I had such a good time with this movie. So, yeah. Yeah. My, my rating might increase with more watches, but I think a four to five, that's uh, good for me right now. How about you? I gave four and a half. Nice. Okay. <laughs> nice. I loved this movie. I couldn't stop. Like I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I couldn't yeah. stop talking about it. Like to you. And then, yeah. like, I texted Sarah's parents right after. Like, I texted her mom. I was like, you and Herb need to watch this movie, like, yeah. ASAP, because he's a big action guy. Yeah. And they watched it tonight, and they texted me, and they're like, that movie's fucking awesome. Oh, and, like, nice. I got to work today, and I was, like, telling all my buddies, I'm like, you need to watch this fucking movie. Like, this movie <laughs> is so fucking good. I love it. And it's just, like, nice. it's such a, like, John Wick action-packed movie with like just a family man mm-hmm. and it's just it's one of those movies that like you watch it and you're like man it would be so fun to live mm-hmm. this lifestyle yeah you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's like it's like one of those movies where you're like you're thinking in your head like i know i could never do this but at the same time like what if i could do this like yeah because 
because Bob Odenkirk just seems like he's just such a normal mm-hmm. guy, normal yeah. family guy. Because like, like that, like that bus scene punches you in the face, literally. Yeah, and it's like a long fight scene. Like it's probably like what six minutes, seven oh, minutes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I love about it, man. Like the the coordination in this movie, um, they don't shy away from like ultra violence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it took me by such surprise of how like bloody and action packed this movie. Yeah. And they like, they don't tell you everything about Hutch right away. Yeah. Like you don't learn everything about him until like near the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're like progressively learning more and more about him, Mm -hmm. which kind of keeps you engaged in the movie too. Cause you want to, you want to learn more about who the hell this guy is. Yeah. But yeah, man, I love this movie. I'm so happy you picked it. Nice. Um, I wish I would have watched it sooner than this, but I'm really yeah. happy. Nice. So yeah, four to five for me, or four point five out of five for me. Awesome, awesome. All right, you guys know our scores. We'll head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored. The critics' consensus: nobody doesn't break any new ground for the genre. But this viscerally violent thriller smashes, shatters, and destroys plenty of other things, all while proving Bob Odenkirk has what it takes to be an action star. Like, if you would have told me like 10 years ago that that would be a line of Bob Odenkirk, like, (laughs) no way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So based off that, what do you think the critics scored it? Man, I don't know. I gotta imagine that this is fresh. Um, I don't want to be too greedy. I'll go 81. 84%. Okay, yeah. On 287 reviews and an average score of 7 out of 10. There's an audience consensus for this one. It says, grab some popcorn action fans. If you're in the mood for creative stunts and a funny, violent, fast-paced story, nobody delivers. The audience score is a 94%. Wow. 2,500 verified ratings and an average score of 4.5 out of 5 or a 9 out of 10. Wow. People love this movie. Yeah. Um, Letterbox is... Not quite a bit lower than that, but I just don't think Litterbox has enough traction right now. Like it's it's 2021 movies, so it's only two years old. So I don't think like the Letterbox people have watched this movie enough because it only has a 3.5, and like that is a good score in Letterbox, but I feel like it'd be a lot man, higher. Higher. Uh so let's see if any of her friends have. Watched or read this movie. Uh, Jess from HMC gave it a four to five. Nathan from I Hope You Suffered podcast gave it a four to five. Uh, so a lot of people I follow that have watched this movie, and everyone like everyone is like four to four and a half. Like, yeah, I'm surprised it's only a three and a half. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, Screaming Cinema four to five. I'm sure, Anthony has watched it, but. I don't remember if I saw his name on there or not. Yeah, I know. I didn't see it. But yeah. Yeah. You ready for... Coming stars.
All right. How did you rate the stunts in this? I'll go. Ah, man. <laughs> I'll go eight out of ten. Okay. Um, I wanted to go higher, but like, there wasn't anything that was like out of control. It's just more the fact that Bob Odenkirk doing it. I think is what like just skyrockets it like there was a lot of good choreography in the stunts in this movie like the bus scene is amazing the last scene is coordinated very well um it's brutal uh yeah i mean it's just a fun movie so i'll go eight out of ten all right favorite uh, favorite stunt hmm. i'll just go with like the the final scene coordination of like using uh hutch and uh harry and david um kind of showing each character you know how they do things like hutch is just a beast with the fucking gun like just triple headshot you know hutch is using the the booby traps and then pop just having a good time you know <laughs> shotgunning guys with a shotgun just dropping bombs on people blowing them up and mm. yeah I'll go with that. All right. And a stunt you'd want to try. Um, Maybe like the driving the car backwards or whatever he does when he's like fully like down in the seat. Mm -hmm. Let's say try that. Okay. Probably die, but yeah. <laughs> How about you? Um, my stunt rating, I gave it a 10 out of 10. I had a feeling. Yeah. Uh, I said... The fight sequences were amazing. The gunfight at the end was amazing. Um, Bob Odenkirk did his own stunt, which is like absolutely insane to me because he's not an action star. Uh, I just I couldn't have asked for any better action sequences. Like we have explosions, yeah. we have gunfights, we have hand to hand combat. Mm -hmm. the, some of the kills were so fucking creative, man. Yeah, it was just I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> balls to the wall action and like the movie ended and sarah was like doing something in the kitchen and yeah the movie it was in that last oh it was whenever yulian gets blown up at the end yeah and i yelled at him like this fucking movie is awesome <laughs> she's like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> i was like oh man uh, i just had so much fun with it i like i just i can't not yeah give it a 10, 10. that's awesome uh, my favorite stunt, I said it's so hard to pick a favorite one in this movie, uh, but I did pick the uh, the end fight as well. Like, See, that's why I went with the end one, because I thought for sure you were picking the bus one. It was between those two, and I actually have that in my notes. I was okay. originally going to say the bus fight, but the end fight was just like absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's between those two. Yeah. Uh, and the stunt I would want to try, like, I feel like that house break in, I feel like it'd be so much fun. To like okay. shoot that scene yeah yeah it's like i love watching action movies where people use like household items yeah to, to i don't know fend people off i guess mm -hmm. like with the, the whole teapot like that yeah blew my mind i loved it <laughs> um and the baseball bat like i don't know i just feel like yeah. it'd be fun to just like it'd be scary but like it'd mm -hmm. be kind of fun to what can i fucking use to bash this guy's head in in my house <laughs> it's just like I don't know, finding a bunch of random shit. Um, so yeah, I'll go with that. Very nice. Yeah. All right. That wraps it up. I get one more pick 
Yep. For we have a two month stretch of something. Yeah. That we'll talk about at the end of our next episode. Yeah. Um, I wasn't originally going to pick this movie. I had a different one in mind. Uh, I don't think I didn't. I don't know about you, but I didn't necessarily want to do this this early in this podcast. Okay. But I think with the fact that Carl Weathers just passed away, we can pay a little homage to our boy Creed. Okay. We're going to talk about Rocky. Okay. Nice. All right. All right. I didn't want to do like a big franchise like this that early well not a franchise but like the first movie in a franchise Mm -hmm. nice because this is the movie that kind of like skyrocketed carl weathers yeah definitely so yeah rocky in two weeks going to philly yes sir (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks again for picking this fucking awesome movie there you're welcome man so happy we got to watch what i'm here for (laughs) picking all the good ones um, but yeah, if you guys want to catch us on social media, find us at a podcast Perry Road on Instagram. Check out our other podcast, Podcast on Elm Street, where we talk about horror movies. Um, yeah, come back in two weeks. Talking about Rocky. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Later.